And so, you know, everything was a sin. And so uh, it seemed like, or what they told us was, everything was a sin. And so a lot of times I'd just go find out if they were a sin, you know. <laughs> when I was a teenager, I would. I'd just go and see if that really is a sin. But, you know, when I'd come home, my mom would always know. I know what you've been doing, boy. And uh, I don't know how she knew, but she could always get my number. I guess I come in with a guilty, guilty conscience or something. And because I do have a conscience. Anyway, glad to see uh, all of you here this morning. And, and thank you that are joining us wherever you're joining us from. God bless you. And I pray you get something out of this service today. Let's go to prayer and ask God's blessings here. Father, this morning as we're coming together in your lovely name, we're so thankful for this privilege and for this opportunity that we have to worship you, to call on your name, to speak your words. And I pray, Lord, in this service today that you'll touch every heart that's in this chapel. God, just minister to them and anoint them, anoint me to speak your words and give me supernatural recall to say the things you want me to say. And I pray, Lord, that the people that's viewing with us somewhere in the world, that you will touch their hearts and lives and whatever their needs may be. God, that you will minister to them and keep them safe. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. Why don't you just turn around there and look at someone and say, boy, you sure look good today. Maybe I ought to try that again. <laughs> Let you look on the other side. Well, today I've really prayed about, and I always do, uh, of what to talk to you about because I, I really want people to grow. I really want people to latch on to being better. And you know, this being the first of the year, you hear a lot of things about people making resolutions and declarations and visions and things of that nature but you know I just try to be constant I, I just try to be constant and even when the new year comes I I don't try to be uh, running I go out of the uh, the past year running so I don't have to get my motor all revved up for the new year I, I, I try to just be continually climbing and doing better and so I prayed and uh, and I struggled a long time and I don't know if I still got the right title or not but uh, uh, my title today is living a better life in a negative world so I, I, I struggled and struggled probably much longer with the title than I did with the message itself because I want to make sure that you understand what I'm teaching you from God's Word and ministering. And it's not just to say things, because the Bible says for us not to be hearers only, but to be doers of the Word. And so one of the things that I've always tried to do as a minister is to live what I preach and preach what I live and not tell you to do one thing and then not be able to live up to it myself. I'm still growing and I am not there. I've got a lot of work to do on my, my walk with God and continue to work on that. And I don't feel like I've arrived. I feel like I've still got places to go. 
But, you know, I was thinking about this message. And, and you know, the army slogan used to say, be all you can be. That's, that's, that, was their, uh, that was their motto to try to get people into the army. Be all you can be. And, and I always thought that was a, a good slogan for the army. And, and of course they're always trying to find the right words of market to market to get people to join the army. And, and, and whatever branch of service you're in I, or have been in, I admire you and thank you for doing it. I, I, I almost did it, but uh, I didn't. You know my story. But uh, when I was thinking about that slogan, be all you can be, it had something to do with my thoughts. But I want to say it to you just a little bit different today. And I'll say it like this. Through Jesus, you can live a better life and be all God has planned you to be. Through Jesus, you can live a better life, even in a negative world. And you can still... No matter how negative our world is, you can still be all God has planned for you to be if you're willing and obedient to do what He says. You know, you've heard me talk about it, and you, don't, you have to hear me talk about it, but life is filled with adversaries. But remember what I say often. Remember what I say often. Don't let where you are become who you are. And so many times when people fall into a trial or a situation or finances or whatever it may be, they let where they are become who they are. But that should never be what you do because you're the righteousness of God in Christ. And when you realize you're the righteousness of God in Christ, no matter where you may be at the moment, financially or emotionally or spiritually or relationally remember you're the righteousness of God and what's happening to you is not where you have to stay you can live a godly and successful life right in the middle of adversities I know that because we have had plenty now you know a lot of times you talk to people and you ask them the question how are you doing? They'll say, well, I'm doing pretty good under the circumstances. Well, I'm going to ask you, are you under the circumstances or are you above the circumstances? See, if you're going to live a better life in this negative world, you've got to learn that the circumstances are always going to come, but you've got to live on top of the circumstances instead of them on top of you. Make no mistake. You live in a negative world and circumstances, uh, the circumstances that we encounter lead to either being a positive person, a better person, or it, it either leads you to be a more negative person. And any, any negative thing that happens to you and me anymore, it should not take you by surprise. You should already know that Satan is, is out yeah. right now thinking about your life and where the, the, the buttons are that I preached about here a few weeks ago that he can push or, you know, the weaknesses that you may be dealing with. But you can live a, a, a safe life, a godly life, and 
uh, one of the things we got to realize when we, we are believers of God's Word, Jesus gave us heads up about how we can live in this world a long time ago, over 2,000 years ago in John 16 and 33. John 6, everybody say John 16, 33. Here's what he said. These things have I spoken to you that in me you might have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, when I just read that verse of scripture, I just get blessed. He said, be, everybody say, be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Come on, one more time. Yeah, see when see when we're talking about cheer, be of good cheer. I mean, it could you have that good facial expressions and a smile on your face because if you're cheerful, you're gonna have a you're gonna have body language. I believe that's showing that you're cheerful. But there's two two valuable truths that uh, I think that instantly surfaces from these this verse. First, peace can be found. But it's found only in Jesus. And secondly, you can be sure the world will give you tribulations and problems. So, I, I see two things, as I just said. The peace and the tribulations. Some people want to dwell on the tribulations. But I like to dwell on the fact that Jesus is Lord. See, it's a fa sad fact that you and I live in a negative world. And that means you and I one way or the other, we'll encounter problems. Somebody said, Pastor, that's right, we're going to encounter problems. See, some people think when they get baptized in the Holy, get Jesus and baptized in the Holy Spirit, man, I just got it made. <laughs> no, you're just getting started. <laughs> and that's just, just getting you enough faith to keep you in trouble. Yeah. So that's why I tell people, you need the Word, you need to hear the Word, you need to be around right believers, you need to be uh, uh, around people that pray and pray with them because uh, some people step out and they're not ready to step out. And when they step out, there's the devil uh, roaming around and he knows where that weak slot is. And so he's, he's going to try and knock you down. But I want to tell you one thing. Uh, we are comforted with... Uh, the, the truth today that we have God's word to take us through any circumstance that comes against us. And Paul said in Timothy chapter 3, you know, I won't go through, I could quote the whole thing and have many times, but he said perilous times would come. Now, we are right now living in exactly the days that the Apostle Paul spoke about in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And also in chapter 1, he talked about how people would depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils and so forth. But even though we're in this time, uh, I want you to understand, uh, even though we're in this time, the Word of God has never changed about what our ability in Christ is and what our authority in Christ is. So many people allow the conditions of the world and the things of the world to change them and their beliefs. But I, 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 I just don't see the Word of God changing. You know, I wasn't going to mention this, but um, and I don't mean it to be... Um, preaching against somebody or something, but I saw an article that, that 
by well-known man. I like him, matter of fact. I really like the guy, and I like to hear him preach sometimes now. But, I, but he said, you know, we don't need the Ten Commandment monuments in these big buildings anymore, you know. He said, we don't need them. He said, because they've been done away with, and the new commandment was by Jesus, and that new commandment is love God with all of your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Well, I understand what he's saying, but... You know, and he basically said, if you love God with all your heart, then the other nine will be taken care of. Well, that's true. That is, that is true. But, but why do away with them? I guess maybe we ought to go in here and, and, and maybe uh, just tear all the Old Testament out and throw it away and only live by the New Testament. Is that what we should do? I mean... I, I like the whole Bible. I like reading Genesis 1. Where God created the heavens and the earth. And he spoke. And, and, and I like reading the story of Joseph. And what Joseph went through. I like reading the book of Job. And what Job went through. And how he overcame. I, I like the story of Ruth. Uh, uh, you know I, I like reading these stories in the Old Testament. So why do we want to just put the Old Testament away or the Ten Commandments away when uh, I know that the Ten Commandments are under the law, but I also know that if we do, as this minister says, if we walk in love, we will do the other nine, but I still think it's good to have them around. Amen? Amen. Amen. See, things are no longer simple in our world. When I was young, um, even people that didn't go to church respected Christians. I mean, I, 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 I'm telling you, my, my parents were so respected and my dad was so respected uh, in his work and his jobs and the things that he did. And my mother, my mother was so respected in our neighborhood. She was Pentecostal and everybody knew she was Pentecostal. I think we was the only Pentecostal on three or four, five, six, seven, eight blocks. Uh, but... But, you know, Billy Graham would have prayer meetings and this kind of stuff. And, but the Baptist people would call my mother and say, uh, Miss Clowers, would you come? We're having a prayer meeting. Well, I don't know why they invited my mama. Because my mama, she would, she, she'd get to pray and she'd speak in tongues. And, and you know, some of them get a little frightened. But, but they knew my mother lived what she talked. And so I want... I want to just leave that thought with you. We need to live by the Bible. And the whole Bible to me, I still adore and love the whole Bible. I don't want just the New Testament. I love the New Testament. But I want the Old Testament as well. And, uh, you know, we had prayer and Bible reading in the schools, and the young people today don't know what that's like. They, they have no clue of what it was like when we grew up in school, uh, at least in our generation. I know some of you did not have that, but uh, we grew up with Bible reading in the school. But see, when they took Bible reading and, and prayer out of the school, that's when the world began to, to, the United States of America started its change. It started going downhill because uh, there was no place 
no place where the kids could go to except church. And many people that didn't go to church, their kids still got Bible in church and Christianity was still respected back when I grew up. And one of the things that I will say, we didn't have the anger. We didn't have the hatred, the disrespect of authority, and the violence that we see today. Now, uh, I'm not saying I want to go back to those days. I, I didn't say that. I'm only making a point here that when we did what the Bible says, we had good things happening and there, there was not the confusion and the chaos in the world that we have today. Now, uh, Many of the, uh, most of the people in, in this new generation seem to know very little about even how our country was established and what it was established on and don't even know that our first schools uh, that we had to teach people education came from the Bible. They don't even know that and many don't even care. And one of the things that this new generation uh, has is a spirit of entitlement. I'm entitled to what you have, whether I work for it or not. I'm entitled to have everything that I want. But I want to tell you something. That's not what the Bible teaches us. You know, they live together. Now, pardon me here. I, I'm going to be a little plain here. But, you know, they, they, they live together and they have children before they ever, <laughs> you know. I, I, I was taught in the Bible that you get married and then you have kids. But now it's like you, 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 you uh, live together and have kids and you think about getting married. You know, my wife was telling me about a couple of people that you would know if I called their name. And they were talking about should you sleep together on your first date. I mean, it's on television now. Should you sleep together on, well, you know, back in my day, <laughs> they didn't even say stuff like that on television. But, you know, somebody said, there, you're just an old man. That's all you are. Uh, well, you know, it's your privilege to call me what you want to be. But I'll tell you one thing. It made me who I am today because I had a foundation. I had something to build on, and I know right from wrong. See, many people in this generation, they have not been taught right from wrong and and you know I, I've mentioned this a couple of times I've got a lot of friends at Christ for the Nation Bible School and I've taught there quite a bit not not in the last year or so but one of the teachers there uh, recently told me he said Pastor Don he said it, we're having to go back to the basics of the people that come to Bible school because they don't know anything and most people that come to Bible school already have a knowledge of the Bible but some of them don't even know who King David is in the Bible so what I'm telling you is we have an absence of the word and, and many people today don't have the foundation of God's word to build on. And so uh, they can't live the life that they, they, well, they don't know actually how to live the life of God's word because they don't know God's word. See, uh, Many of the stars of Hollywood, 
Look at the stars of Hollywood today. Look at their lifestyles. Now, there's some that's godly and, and, and wonderful and, and, and do right, and I appreciate that. But many of the stars of Hollywood, their image is of success is, you know, uh, you know I, I looked at the, um, what were the awards were we watching for a little bit uh, this week? I don't What? Golden Globe. Golden Globe. <laughs> and you know, I looked and, and here these ladies came and, and their whole top, you know, I, I even thought, well, why even wear one? <laughs> For everything that you're showing, why even wear one? Well, you know, what kind of image exactly. is our young people seeing today? I mean, I know what our bodies are. I mean, you know, they're, they're, you know Adam and Eve were naked in the garden, but once they sinned, God told them to cover up. And so, uh, I'm not just talking about that, but it's their lifestyle. It's their image that they're portraying. And now many of our athletes, that, that young, young men, uh, especially in the football, basketball, baseball, and all of this, they, they come up with nothing. They're, they're super successful in their sport, but they get all this money, and, and, and then they get famous, and when they do, their lifestyles have never had a foundation of Jesus and so many people want to live up to that image of what they see through the movie stars and our athletes. Let me say today the only image and influence that we read really need to base everything on is the word of God. Now we got great men and women of God but Paul said this he said follow me as I follow Christ. In other words, he said, if you see me take a right or take a left or go the wrong way, he said, don't follow me then. But if you're going to follow me, follow me only as I follow Christ. So living a better life in a negative world is through Jesus Christ and it's no other way. See, uh, I even <laughs> I even thought about whether I should bring this up, but, but you know, the, the F word is used all over today. I mean, the F word is so common. Uh, you know, there's a, there was another word when I grew up that people used. And, and of course, that was a bad word back then. And it started with S. But uh, now the F word is is on television. I mean, it's it's everywhere you turn, and people go to the movies, and it seems like our our movie stars and people they can't even talk to each other without using that that word over and over again. And I'm sad to say what I'm going to say right now, but I've even been speaking with ministers in their personal conversation, and that word just flow out of their mouth, just like just like uh, anything else. And I have been shocked to hear them saying that word. Folks, I'm telling you, what did Paul say when he talked about don't use bad language in the bad book of Ephesians? You know, I don't have any need to say bad words. I want good words to come out of my mouth. The abundance, the Bible said, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what your mouth is speaking is what's on the inside of you. 
Now, I want to tell you, we're dealing with spiritual wickedness right now in high places is what's going on in our world. They're spiritual. It's always been there. But right now, we're dealing with that. And the Bible has told us that this time would come. And this is why I want you to understand more and more. We must know who we are in Christ and stand in our place of righteousness and be unashamed of who we are as Christians. And that we are baptized into the Holy Ghost. I'm getting a few little grunts here. And, um, folks, I speak in tongues. I speak in tongues. I'm baptized in the Holy Ghost. And I'm not ashamed that I speak in tongues. You know, I was listening to a minister, a great man of God. And, and they were having this particular service. And it was an awesome service that I... I watched and it got sent around the world and he was asking his congregation to pray in the Holy Ghost. Well, when he did, uh, people got it on YouTube and they got it all over and they had over a million views on this, I mean, several million views making fun of them speaking in tongues. Well, I want to tell you, we're in a negative world but I am unashamed to tell you that I am baptized into the Holy Ghost and I still believe what happened on the day of Pentecost is for you and me today and I love my prayer language and when, and, and when we come to church, if the Holy Spirit moves, I don't mind you praying in the Holy Ghost. I don't mind you speaking out in tongues. You're not going to make me nervous. You might make somebody else nervous, but if it's the Holy Ghost inside of you, and you are being blessed of the Lord as long as it's appropriate in the service I don't mind you just going ahead and speaking in tongues I mean sometimes I might say to you let's all just pray in the Holy Ghost and that's what that preacher did he had his whole congregation maybe of seven, eight hundred people do that might, might have been more but anyway uh, all these people on YouTube and different places was making fun of them well all it's doing is just opening the door opening, the more they make fun of Jesus, the more they make fun of the Holy Ghost, the more exposure it's giving us of Jesus Christ and who we are. I'm getting ready for something big to happen. I don't know about you. Now, you know, I, I try my best not to be critical of anyone. If, if it sounds like I'm critical, just come up here somebody and lay hands on me and pray for me and, and help me out because I, I, I know that preaching is not to be judging others and being critical of others because I don't want to be critical. But I had a pastor of a large church call me last week. And, and, you know, we've been friends for many years. And I've preached in that church many, many times. It's a large church. Large church. And I've preached there, uh, you know, as I said many times. And it's not been long since I was there. But he said, you know, Pastor Don, he said, we're changing. We're, we're changing uh, our service lengths. And I said, oh, you are? He said, yes. He said, we're, we're changing them down to an hour. He said, we're changing them to an hour. He said, because... Uh, everybody in the city now, all the churches in the city, they're going to an hour service. And he said, so I feel like we got to do what they're doing. And some of our people have complained that, that our 90-minute service is too long. Well, you know, some 90-minute service can be a long time. 
some hour service can be a long time. But I'm telling you folks, I don't want to just give in to what people want. I want to give in to what God wants. And if we'll give in to what God wants, we can have a manifestation of the supernatural power of God in our lives. I, I think there's a number of our pastors who have given in to what people want rather than seeking for the power of God to be manifested in the life and time they come together corporately and when we go out. Now, I want to say something right here. And, and, and I don't want to dwell here, but you know, our nation, the United States of America, is at a turning point. I have never in my years of living seen what I see in the political arena. You know, some people blame it all on our president. But I, I, I think that's a mistake to blame everything on our, our president. That's, that's, that's not kosher. That's not right. I, I, this, what's going on in our nation today is not Democrat and it's not Republican. What's going on in our political arena no longer is Democrat and Republican. And I, I'm, I don't know what I am. I'm, I'm, I'm the person that's going to vote for the one that don't kill babies. And I'm going to vote for the one that, that uh, you know, is, is for righteousness and truth and, 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 and for the church. That's who I'm going to vote for, whatever uh, title they may or however they may come up in the world. But, you know, some people, as I said, is blaming this everything on our president. But, folks, we're in a time right now where we're dealing with spirits that that we that that are so bold and so so out there these spirits in the world that we're dealing with today is something different. And you know, our protesters used to protest, but now it's almost like demons crying out. Come on. I mean, protesters today are not just protesting, but it's like, it's, it's like demons are speaking out and crying out. And I'm not talking about just Democrats or I'm Republicans. It's, 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 it's a spirit that we're dealing with in the world today. So if I mention something and bring up something, don't you say, oh, he's on the Democrats or he's on the Republicans. You know, the Republicans ain't no much difference in the Democrats. So uh, why should I brag on one and not the other? You know, it's about what I just said. What do you stand for? What foundation are you on? Are you on the rock of Jesus Christ? And if you're on the rock of Jesus Christ and you're bold enough to talk about it, then I'll vote for you. I'm spending much more time getting there than I am what I've got prepared for you. But anytime, I'm... <laughs> Oh, say it again. <laughs> oh, y'all help me make it fun. Church should be fun. Amen. I mean, uh, we don't have to call in a comedian to make it fun. I mean, I'm not against a, a, a Christian comedian in church. I'm not against that. That's, that uh, again, that's okay in its place. But I don't think every Sunday morning we need some comedian up here cracking jokes uh, uh, to make you laugh. I think the Holy Ghost can make you laugh. 
<laughs> I know one preacher, it goes around the world and everywhere he goes, everybody laughs. Anyway, but let me say this to you. Anytime I minister God's word, it's with passion. It's with purpose. It's to try and help encourage people understand that their revelation of God's word should be greater than their environment. If your revelation is greater of, of God's word and who you are in Christ is greater than your environment, then you can, instead of letting the environment take you over, which is seemingly happened in many of, of, of the churches today, they've let the environment of the world come into the church and the church is, is now accepted the environment of the world instead of the environment of the presence and the moving of the Holy Ghost. You know, I'd rather have a little fire. Wildfire is no fire at all. Some people don't want any fire. But we're singing about the fire of God a while ago. I, I want the fire of God. Amen? Amen. See, we need to seek, seek the wisdom of God to have a better life here on this earth. And that's one of the things that I, uh, that I do is, is uh, remind you that Jesus is coming soon and always be ready to meet him. Always be ready to meet him. You know, Pastor Allen, I, they, when they got back and, and Linda, we were talking about our early days. You know, you, you would laugh at our early days. Y'all would just laugh at our early days. I mean, you know, we used to go and get in the car and go. And, and we usually, usually drove not much more on fumes in our gas tank. But it wasn't about having things. There's nothing wrong with things. Now, don't misunderstand me. God's blessed us with things. But we were just out there preaching the gospel because that's what we believed. And we were about helping people. Uh, remember that old song, Jesus, use me. Jesus, I can't sing it. Use me and don't refuse me. But surely there's a work, but surely there's a work that I can do. Even though it's humble. Lord, help my will to crumble. Though the cost be great, I'll work for you. See, that's what it was all about. It was not how many people we could preach to, how much money we could get out of the offering. But it was about bringing the good news of Jesus Christ. Then there was another one, another song that we used to sing. Um, and it said, I don't worry over the future. For I know what Jesus said. And today I'll walk beside him. For he knows what lies ahead. And then the chorus said, many things about tomorrow. I may not understand. But I know who holds tomorrow. And I know who holds my hand. Isn't that awesome? I don't know what the future holds necessarily in everything, but I know who holds the future, and I know who holds my hand. Now, you know, you can go to the bookstore or Amazon 
uh, all over the internet and there's no shortage of self-help literature and social media posts teaching you how to have your best life. However, the Bible does the same thing, only better. I'm not against you reading self-help books and positive books. I'm not against that. I'm only saying, you, you, you go to the internet, you go to the Barnes and Noble or wherever, the, you, the shelf of self-help books are just, just by, by the thousands, you know. But I want help from Jesus. I want help from His Word to know what to do. God's Word provides us with a road map. To live our best God-glorifying life right here and right now. A God-glorifying life, not just a positive mental attitude. I like a positive mental attitude, but that's not what I'm teaching. I'm teaching about the God-glorifying life that you're a light wherever you go. See, this God-glorifying better life never happens by accident. It's never the path of least resistance. It requires intentionally and constantly reminding ourselves of the biblical principles and putting them into practice every day. Let me say it again. It requires intentionally and constantly reminding ourselves of biblical principles and putting them into practice every day. See, it's not just the first uh, 30 days of a new year, but it's 365 days a year. And then the year we have 366 days, that means we're to put them into practice. See, some people start to church on the, of the first of the year, but then by the March, they're already giving it up. Folks, I'm telling you, this is time for us to walk by faith and not by sight. See, many Christians get bogged down by the circumstances, by the pain, by the sorrow, troubles, lack of finances. And they give up and accept that their life will be where they are. And then, as I said earlier, where they are is where they become. You don't have to become where you are because of problems and trials. Because Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But I'll go with you to the end of the world. Is anybody here today? Yeah. Now, let me get to the meat of the message. There was a man in the Bible named Jabez. He was well known. He was not well known. Uh, neither was he a prophet or a king over a great nation. And uh, he was not famous a uh, person in, a, in an army or a battle. He was an ordinary man who had a curse pronounced on him by his mother. But he had faith in God, not the doom that his mother had predicted. I want to tell you, no matter who predicts doom and gloom, no matter who is living the wrong life, no matter what your name may be or what people say, the Word of God does not change. It's alive, it's active, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And Jabez did something when he was given a bad name where some people get into a fight and give in. But Jabez did something. He prayed a prayer that got God's attention. 
He prayed a prayer that got God's attention. Are you with me? And he's remembered more for his prayer. And, and you know, there's not a lot of history about Jabez. There's very little, very little about Jabez. But there's enough recorded about him to understand that even though he was born in adversity, he didn't allow his circumstances to control and define his life. How many times has a parent or... Maybe you didn't have a parents and someone else say something to you and you let what they said direct your whole life. Or some minister or some school teacher or somebody, you became what they said rather than what Jesus said. Look at First Chronicles chapter 4, 9 through 10. You know, uh, today more of us bring, people bring their, Bible, their, their phones to church with their Bibles on it than they do their Bible. Just as long as you're reading your Bible. I don't care whether you read it on, on the phone or an iPad or a computer. But you know what? I love going back to the pages. I love my markings in the Bible. I love the Bible. I don't, I, don't, I don't care that you read it on here and that you bring it to church on the phone. But don't stop reading your Bible. Whether it's electronically or whether it is on the page. But look what it says in verse 9 and 10. Jabez was more honorable than his brother. His mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Wow. See, this is Old Testament. And some people want to throw the Old Testament away. But I, I get tears. I get teary-eyed and touched in my heart when I think about here this mother was uh, uh, gave birth in pain and then she wanted to bring the pain on the son. But the son decided... I'm not going to take the pain that my mother has put upon me. I'm going to God. I'm going to God. I'm going to live a better life even though all the negative things around me are going on and my mama has said that I'm, I, I'm a sorrowful person. I'm not going to let my mama determine my future. See, he could have said, I'm doomed because of my name. I'm destined to fail. I'll always have pain, rejection, sorrow, trouble, lack, poverty, bad relationships. Life will always be difficult for me. But you know what? He didn't let that happen. See, in the eyes of many, this saint, this, this sealed his fate, Jesus. Jabez was destined either to be a man, man of pain and sorrow or one who would inflict pain and sorrow on others. And to me, that was not a very good future that was predicted for him. But he didn't live up to what was predicted for him. What are you living up to? See, this is why I keep saying we, we, we must have the Word of God. I love the Word of God. I love spending time in the Word of God. You know, even, even when I'm on my treadmill, even when I'm on my treadmill in the mornings, I even get the Bible 
talking to me when I'm on my treadmill. I mean, I read it, but I have it talking to me because I want the word. From the abundance of the heart, the mouth, I want my heart to be filled so full of the word that when I open my mouth, the word comes out. Amen. 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 He could have easily given up on his life. He was a man uh, uh, by, by the prediction of no hope, no future. Constantly reminded of the tragedy of his life every time someone called his name. Can you imagine? Every time they said Jabez, they're saying sorrow, sorrow, sorrow. He could have changed his name. He could have just given up and given in to the pain to others and blamed it on his name. Blamed it on the circumstances that he was born into. Blamed it into the expectation of people. And blamed it on his mother. And isn't that what? This generation is doing today. See, and, and, and you know, because of my age, uh, because of my age, I'm called old school. Not because of what I preach, really. I mean, I feel like I can stand by any modern preacher today and, and, and I may not articulate as well as they do. But I'll tell you one thing. I got a foundation under me. Amen. Amen. I, I'm standing on the rock. Amen. Amen. I may sway a little bit, but that rock never moves. Amen. 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 Upon this rock, I'll build my life, the church, and the gates of hell shall. Somebody said, you just scream, shall not. I don't mind screaming every now and then for Jesus. All them people that screamed for the cowboys yesterday, it didn't do them any good, did it? All right now. Uh, watch it. <laughs> See, he could have... Jabez would not ex accept the doom that had been predicted on him. And what did he do? He had a good attitude in spite of what was spoken over him. He prayed and he honored God in spite of. See, that's what I'm teaching you. In spite of this negative world and what's going on. Let's not get caught up in this evil spirit in the world. And I'll tell you what this evil spirit in the world is. It's a spirit of Jezebel. That's what it really is. Ahab... I'll just tell you right now, Elijah had no problem with Ahab. But when Jezebel come on the scene, that's when we saw, we saw Elijah wanting to die because she had said by this time tomorrow you'll be dead. Elijah was one of the most powerful prophets in the Bible and nothing ever fazed him. I mean, he had just killed with Ahab 450 prophets of Baal. But all at once when Jezebel got into the picture, when Jezebel got into the picture, it changed everything with Elijah and he became afraid and started running. Well, I think that's the spirit that we're dealing with in the world today is not just the church, but it's in the world. And that's why all of this confusion is going on. That's why we see so much happening in our world today is because people don't know what to do. But I'm telling you how and what you can do to live a godly life in a negative world. Yes. Yes. Mm. Amen. 
So he didn't let what someone called him define who he was. He didn't let put down keep him down. He did not let fear have control over him. He kept his faith in God. And we must do the same. And not allow fear to grip you. Now, you know, when Paul was talking to Timothy, in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, he said, well, first of all, verse 6, he said, verse 6, he said, uh, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1, verse 6, he said, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. Paul was writing to Timothy and he said, I've laid hands on you and I want to remind you, keep that stirred up. Folks, I may not lay hands on you this morning, but we've got the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I don't mind if you want hands laid on you. I did last week and I'll do it again and I'll do it again and again. I'm going to keep laying hands on Bible on people because the Bible said lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. But Paul said to Timothy, I've laid hands on you and now that I've laid hands on you in the Holy Ghost, keep that gift stirred up. That's what I'm saying to you today. People that's watching anywhere in the world. Let's keep the gift of the Holy Ghost that's on the inside of us. Let's keep it stirred up. And then he said to Timothy in the next verse, he said, he said, you've got, the, first of all, he said, Shell, hold just a minute. He said, uh, you've got the gifts of God. Keep it stirred up. And then he said, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but God has given you power and love and a sound mind. God has given you power, love, and a sound mind. Well, see, that's what, that's what Jabez had received. That's what you and I can receive. Remember, God has given you love. He's given you power and a sound mind. You know, fear, fear is timidity and cowardness. Fear is timidity and cowardness. We, 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 we must keep the gift of God stirred. And actually, if you look at Timothy's name, that actually came from uh, uh, timidity. That's what his name came from. But Timothy was told by the Apostle Paul, don't let your name be what guides you. You've been given the power of God. Keep it stirred up because he didn't give you a spirit of timidity and cowardice. Is anybody here? Now I pray your faith will grow strong like Paul told Timothy and like Jabez and we need the favor and the blessings of God on our life so we can be a blessing to others there's four things that I'll try to finish here in about four or five minutes if I can there's four things that I want to see that out of these scriptures that Jabez uh, prayed number one he prayed oh that you might bless me indeed is the first thing he prayed oh that you might bless me indeed now what is a blessing what is a blessing? It's a specific gift from God to bring increase in your life. It's God's nature. It's God's nature to bless you. Everybody put your hands on your chest and say, it's God's nature. It's God's nature. 
to bless me. See, we've got to think about this. In this evil, complex, negative world, it's still God's nature to bring a blessing to us in the midst of the storms. Genesis 12, verse 2, God told Abraham, He said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you, you will be a blessing. Amen. See, God blesses you, but then you become a blessing. And I said in my remarks a few minutes ago, and use the old song, Jesus use me. That's what I used to pray. Jesus use me. Uh, help me to be humble. Help my will to crumble. Though the cost be great, yet I'll work for you. That's all I wanted was to work for God, to help people, not get rich. Nothing wrong with getting rich. Nothing wrong with getting rich. But somehow we got, we got to talking so much about getting stuff. Sometimes we forgot about the power of God. Let me, in Ephesians 1 and 3. Ephesians 1 and 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Blessings is not only for you, they're not only for you, but for you to share with those around you. See, number one, we've got to think about this. When it's blessings, it starts out spiritually. If it doesn't start spiritually, I don't care what it is, it's not worth having. It's got to start spiritually. And Jabez prayed for God's best in his life. He, pray, he prayed, bless me indeed. And God answered his prayer. See, he wasn't, he wasn't praying for wealth. He was praying for the blessing on his life to get rid of the curse. See, that's what the blessing was. And he knew what the blessing was. He knew the blessing wasn't just money. He knew the blessing came from God to change his circumstances. See, somebody might have mislabeled you in your lifetime or where you work or whatever. They may have rejected you, doubted you. But don't allow those things to define you. The Lord has provided Jesus and through Him you are declared forgiven clean, pure, and a child of God and see yourself the way God sees you. Would you? Instead of what everybody's said or whatever's happened, you know, that's, that's one thing that I, in, in, in my age group right now, I try to see myself I mean, I don't ever deny my age. Y'all hear me talk about it all the time where she tells me all the time, quit saying your age. Uh, I really don't care I really don't care and I'm going to have a birthday the 25th <laughs> somebody said aren't you going to quit counting no I'm not I'm going to celebrate every one of them Amen. Amen. I'm going to celebrate every one of them that God's kept me here to, to preach the good news of Jesus Christ and get the privilege to live for him but to me Every day of my life, every day of my life is to be a blessing, not just to get blessed. And that's what, that's what Jabez did. And even though I'm the age I am, and a lot of people in our world today think us people of experience have no place 
on the platform or on in the service and and many companies today feel like people of age don't have anything to offer and give they get too tired by three o'clock come on give me a break we're not used up we're ready to give we're ready to give I want you to know folks I'm not doing this because I have to I'm doing this because God called me to and because I want to. I'm here this morning because I want to be here. I didn't dread getting up and coming here this morning. I didn't dread preparing to talk to you today. Once again, people may have mislabeled you, rejected you, doubted you. But don't let that define who you are. The Lord has provided Jesus. I've said this, but I want to say it again. And through Him, you're declared forgiven clean, pure, and you're a child of God and see yourself the way God sees you. Amen? Amen. Take God's Word and defy the odds that has been brought against you. Jabez rose above the name he had been saddled with and he saw himself through God's eyes, not through the meaning of his name. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? He decided... That he was not going to see himself through how his mother labeled him. Two, he said, enlarge my territory. He decided to live a life exactly opposite of what his name was called. He lived opposite of the prediction that was given to him. He excelled in good things, the pleasant things of life. He gained honor, respect, and he enlarged his life. He enlarged his life. I've told y'all before, and I, I, I really can't spend a lot of time. This woman helped enlarge my life. I told y'all I was a redneck from Tennessee. I grew up on cornbread. Nothing wrong with cornbread. No. Potatoes, nothing wrong with that. Grits, no. gravy, and eggs, and, you know, uh, squash, and zucchini, and, you know, just just... Just real simple stuff. Greens, greens <laughs> collards, all of the greens we had them. Spinach, all of them. I didn't like none of them, but that's what we ate. <laughs> and so I didn't know about the world out there, you know. I, I never knew about the world. But when I went to, and I got invited to her cousin's house and, and, and they were having raviolis, Ooh, I never had raviolis. Didn't even know what they were. They thought they was the greatest thing in the world. And the smell of the coming from the kitchen table uh, almost got me. Because I was a redneck from Tennessee. I asked them, I just can't eat this. Would you get me some Kentucky Fried Chicken? I can't even believe I said that, but that was a redneck. They went out and got me Kentucky Fried Chicken. Can you believe I left raviolis with homemade sauce for, for Kentucky Fried Chicken? But not anymore. <laughs> Somebody changed my life and enlarged my territory. My life got a whole lot bigger when I met this woman. I'm telling you, in a lot of ways, my life got a whole lot bigger. But the Word of God then helped me to enlarge my thinking and to think about my life and my future. And I was not what was predicted for me to be. 
See, take the limitations off of God. Take the limitations off. The Hebrew word for enlarge means, and there again, the Hebrew. <laughs> the Hebrew. The Old Testament. The Hebrew word for enlarge means to bring in abundance, to increase, to bring up, to multiply, to make greater, to extend the dimensions. And I want us right here at Experience Life Church, even though I'm not trying to grow a huge church here, I want us to enlarge our territory and our thinking and our believing and let us go into the highways and the hedges and let's do our work out there. Not that we have to have thousands coming in here. We got thousands watching us, but I want to see you so equipped, so equipped with the power of God. At your job, you're doing the best. At your business, you're doing the best. And you're shining in a beacon light that everybody knows who you are because you won't bow to the pressure and to the sin and the evil and what comes out of your mouth is not garbage and, and bad language but what comes out of your mouth glorifies God Amen. just about done number three that your hand would be with me that your hand would be with me is the third thing he said he said when the hand of God is with you it's apparent to others around you. Now remember, God in all His glory, all His majesty, all His splendor and awareness wants to put His hand on you and for you to experience His presence. What a comfort to know that God is there with an open hand to take yours. Come here, come here. Oh, glory to God. God is there to take your hand. Lift you up when you're down. He'll take your hand and He'll lift you up when you're down. He'll encourage you when you're weak. He will be with you when you're alone. See, God will take your hand. You may not have somebody else to take your hand, but God will take your hand and He will say, you're not alone. Amen. Amen. Am I squeezing too hard? A little bit. <laughs> Shaking me to pieces. <laughs> Shaking her to pieces. Well, you see, I get caught away with preaching and I, I just... <laughs> God will take your hand. He'll take your hand and He'll guide you. He will guide you through the dark seasons of your life. How many times, how many times have we had God to take our hand and guide us through the dark seasons of our life? He never has left us. Thank you, dear. Psalms 37, 23 and 25. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. I've been young. And now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his descendants begging bread. <laughs> you know I was on a webinar I think it was Friday and there was 1300 and something people on this webinar 
And the person that interviewed me, they had four others, and I was the oldest one that they was interviewing. And, and it, it was a secular webinar, but the person that oversees it is baptized in the Holy Spirit and, um, and teaches, and, and is not ashamed that they're baptized in the Holy Ghost. But I had a few minutes there, and, and as I was being interviewed, she asked me, what, what was the secret to my future? And how I had gotten to where I am now. And I said, the Word of God. And I said, even though in a few days I'm going to be 76, I think I was the oldest one, I was the oldest one being interviewed. I probably wasn't the oldest one that was watching, but I was the oldest one being interviewed. I said, the rest of my life is going to be the best of my life. Amen. And she said, what did you say? I said, the rest of my life is going to be the best of my life. Because I've got experience with Jesus. See, become experienced in Jesus, not only in the bad. Jabez become experienced with God. And the final, as I close, he said, you would keep me from evil that I might not cause pain. See, hurting people hurt people. Jabez asked for graciousness, blessings, presence granted, fruitfulness, prosperity, God's presence, and God's protection. And that's what I pray for you. I pray for you today for fruitfulness in your life. Why am I here today instead of being in Florida that I had planned? We planned for a long time for these years for me to live in Florida where I could see the ocean from my window. I planned that for years and years and years. But God didn't plan it for me. So I'm, I'm at peace with just getting to go see it every now and then. And then I, I look at it on the internet a lot. I got me some pictures where I can go and, and just see the beach. I mean, I don't care about hanging out on the beach and getting the sand all over me and all of that. I don't care about that. I just like to look at it. I could be there on the beach today. I don't have to be here. You don't have to be here. But see, see, when it's about letting God lead your life, you can live a fruitful life in a negative world. Maybe that would have been a better title. Living a fruitful life in a negative world. God wants every one of you to be fruitful. You say, well, I don't have anything to give. Yes, you do. If you've got Jesus, you've got plenty to give. God wants you to be an example. So let's just pray today that this message will take heart with you today. No matter what you've been labeled by or no matter what is someone has said, that every day 
your faith becomes stronger and you deal with adversity better. And instead of the adversity confusing you and conflicting you and causing you to bottom out, realize that you've been made by the Holy Spirit to change the adversities instead of them changing you. Father, I pray over every person in this chapel today and whoever's watching and wherever they're watching from. I pray, Holy Spirit, that somehow in some way your spirit will begin to flow through every individual. Whatever, whatever they may be experiencing, somehow let the Word of God take effect and become life to them at this moment and realize that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I want every one of you to begin to pray in your Holy Ghost language. Begin to pray. You can pray out loud. I don't care. You can pray out loud, but begin to pray in your, your, your Holy Ghost language that God gave you. Come on, I want the presence of God to go out of this room. I want it to go out of this room and go with you. And I want it to touch people that's viewing in any part of the world. Don't be ashamed. Come on, pray in your Holy Ghost language right now. Let's break the spirit of Jezebel. Let's break the spirit of Jezebel that you and I will not be caught in this spirit. Come on, let's pray that we would never be deceived. That we would never be deceived in the spirit of Jezebel. That we will never be afraid of the spirit of Jezebel. That we'll know who we are. Come on. You can live a fruitful life in this negative world. Come on. Just keep praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep praying in the Holy Ghost. Just keep praying in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. The demon powers must, must give in. We must break the demon powers around you. And wherever you go, that you're safe. Wherever you go, you're protected. Wherever you go, you're a giver. Wherever you go, you're a light. Wherever you go. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you're touching lives today. And that somehow people are rising up. They are rising up. And they're going to live a fruitful life in this negative world. On their jobs, they're going to be faithful, fruitful. In their businesses, in their homes. In their homes. They're going to be fruitful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I hope somebody got blessed today. Thank you, Jesus. You know, when I was getting ready, I had two thoughts in mind. Lord, which one do you want me? And this is what he led me to to talk about today. I just pray you're strengthened. I pray that you're such a beacon light 
and that on your job or whether you're retired or your own business that you're a beacon light and you're fruitful amen, amen. well I'm going to give you an opportunity to bring your tithes and your offerings and as you bring your tithes and your offerings I'm believing that this is going to be the year of blessings I, I really I'm really believing this is a supernatural year I'm looking for something to happen in this room and we may have to tear down a wall or two or something I don't know but I'm looking for something supernatural to happen thank you Wilson I really am expecting something supernatural to happen And I want you to go tell others about what we're doing. Tell your friends. Tell your family. That we're a family. And that we still believe in speaking in tongues. And the gifts of the Spirit. And stirring up the gifts of God. And it's okay to come in here. And to worship the Lord. It's okay. To admit. You go to a church. That still believes in the power of God. Amen. And I don't care if somebody picks us up on the internet and makes fun of us like they did the other preacher. It doesn't matter to me if they make fun of us. I don't care who makes fun of me. I know one thing. Just getting people healed and getting people blessed is what it's all about. All of the peripheral stuff that goes on, I don't have time to get into it. You that's watching, if you want to be a, you don't have a church and you don't have a pastor, you can share your tithes with us. You can share your tithes with us and you can do that by going to eoglobal.church and there's the picture on the website that you'll see where it says you can give and then there's the post office box if you somebody sent a paper in and they said I sent you a paper with my signature on it and if you'll take it to the bank they'll give you some money. So, if you'd rather send the paper with your signature on it, we'll take it to the bank. So, there's an address you can do that. And you that are giving online, thank you so much. You that, you that are watching and viewing that are giving, because you help it make us possible to pay for all this, because this is not cheap what we're doing. It costs a lot of money to do what we're doing, but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say, I want to be a part of what they're doing. And I want to help them do what they're doing. Amen. Bless you on the internet. We'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday. I hope you got blessed today. Amen. To send the paper with your signature on it, we'll take it to the bank. So there's an address you can do that. And you that are giving online, thank you so much. You that you that are watching and viewing that are giving because you help it make us possible to pay for all this because this is not cheap what we're doing it costs a lot of money to do what we're doing but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say I want to be a part of what they're doing and I want to help them do what they're doing amen bless you on the internet we'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday I hope you got blessed today
to send the paper with your signature on it we'll take it to the bank so there's an address you can do that and you that are giving online thank you so much you that you that are watching and viewing that are giving because you help it make us possible to pay for all this because this is not cheap what we're doing it costs a lot of money to do what we're doing but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say I want to be a part of what they're doing and I want to help them do what they're doing. Amen. Bless you on the internet. We'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday. I hope you got blessed today. So, if you'd rather send the paper with your signature on it, we'll take it to the bank. So there's an address you can do that. And you that are giving online, thank you so much. You that, you that are watching and viewing that are giving, because you help it make us possible to pay for all this, because this is not cheap what we're doing. It costs a lot of money to do what we're doing, but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say, I want to be a part of what they're doing. And I want to help them do what they're doing. Amen. Bless you on the internet. We'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday. I hope you got blessed today. to send the paper with your signature on it we'll take it to the bank so there's an address you can do that and you that are giving online thank you so much you that you that are watching and viewing that are giving because you help it make us possible to pay for all this because this is not cheap what we're doing it costs a lot of money to do what we're doing but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say I want to be a part of what they're doing and I want to help them do what they're doing. Amen. Bless you on the internet. We'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday. I hope you got blessed today. So, if you'd rather send the paper with your signature on it, we'll take it to the bank. So there's an address you can do that. And you that are giving online, thank you so much. You that, you that are watching and viewing that are giving, because you help it make us possible to pay for all this, because this is not cheap what we're doing. It costs a lot of money to do what we're doing, but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say, I want to be a part of what they're doing. And I want to help them do what they're doing. Amen. Bless you on the internet. We'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday. I hope you got blessed today. to send the paper with your signature on it we'll take it to the bank so there's an address you can do that and you that are giving online thank you so much you that 
you that are watching and viewing that are giving because you help it make us possible to pay for all this because this is not cheap what we're doing. It costs a lot of money to do what we're doing, but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say, I want to be a part of what they're doing. And I want to help them do what they're doing. Amen. Bless you on the internet. We'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday. I hope you got blessed today. to send the paper with your signature on it we'll take it to the bank so there's an address you can do that and you that are giving online thank you so much you that you that are watching and viewing that are giving because you help it make us possible to pay for all this because this is not cheap what we're doing it costs a lot of money to do what we're doing but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say I want to be a part of what they're doing and I want to help them do what they're doing. Amen. Bless you on the internet. We'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday. I hope you got blessed today. to send the paper with your signature on it we'll take it to the bank so there's an address you can do that and you that are giving online thank you so much you that you that are watching and viewing that are giving because you help it make us possible to pay for all this because this is not cheap what we're doing it costs a lot of money to do what we're doing but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say I want to be a part of what they're doing and I want to help them do what they're doing. Amen. Bless you on the internet. We'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday. I hope you got blessed today. to send the paper with your signature on it we'll take it to the bank so there's an address you can do that and you that are giving online thank you so much you that you that are watching and viewing that are giving because you help it make us possible to pay for all this because this is not cheap what we're doing it costs a lot of money to do what we're doing but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say I want to be a part of what they're doing and I want to help them do what they're doing. Amen. Bless you on the internet. We'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday. I hope you got blessed today. to send the paper with your signature on it we'll take it to the bank so there's an address you can do that and you that are giving online thank you so much you that you that are watching and viewing that are giving because you help it make us possible to pay for all this because this is not cheap what we're doing it costs a lot of money to do what we're doing but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say I want to be a part of what they're doing and I want to help them do 
what they're doing. Amen. Bless you on the internet. We'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday. I hope you got blessed today. to send the paper with your signature on it we'll take it to the bank so there's an address you can do that and you that are giving online thank you so much you that you that are watching and viewing that are giving because you help it make us possible to pay for all this because this is not cheap what we're doing it costs a lot of money to do what we're doing but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say I want to be a part of what they're doing and I want to help them do what they're doing. Amen. Bless you on the internet. We'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday. I hope you got blessed today. to send the paper with your signature on it we'll take it to the bank so there's an address you can do that and you that are giving online thank you so much you that you that are watching and viewing that are giving because you help it make us possible to pay for all this because this is not cheap what we're doing it costs a lot of money to do what we're doing but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say I want to be a part of what they're doing and I want to help them do what they're doing. Amen. Bless you on the internet. We'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday. I hope you got blessed today. to send the paper with your signature on it we'll take it to the bank so there's an address you can do that and you that are giving online thank you so much you that you that are watching and viewing that are giving because you help it make us possible to pay for all this because this is not cheap what we're doing it costs a lot of money to do what we're doing but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say I want to be a part of what they're doing and I want to help them do what they're doing. Amen. Bless you on the internet. We'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday. I hope you got blessed today. to send the paper with your signature on it we'll take it to the bank so there's an address you can do that and you that are giving online thank you so much you that you that are watching and viewing that are giving because you help it make us possible to pay for all this because this is not cheap what we're doing it costs a lot of money to do what we're doing but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say I want to be a part of what they're doing and I want to help them do what they're doing. Amen. Bless you on the internet. We'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday. I hope you got blessed today.
they'll give you some money. So if you'd rather send the paper with your signature on it, we'll take it to the bank. So there's an address you can do that. And you that are giving online, thank you so much. You that, you that are watching and viewing that are giving, because you help it make it possible to pay for all this, because this is not cheap what we're doing. It costs a lot of money to do what we're doing, but we're grateful that God is touching people's heart to say, I want to be a part of what they're doing. And I want to help them do what they're doing. Amen. Bless you on the internet. We'll see you Tuesday night and next Sunday. I hope you got blessed today.